0: Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to up-level your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hello, welcome to episode 68 of the Money Love Podcast. I have a fantastic episode planned for you guys today that I'm really excited about. But before we jump into that, a couple of things that I realized when I sat down to do this episode. So last week, you guys got two episodes from me. You got a content episode on our regular Tuesdays. And then on Thursday, I released kind of an update episode where I walked you guys through everything that happened in 2021, the highs and the lows. I also shared a very exciting personal update. So if you haven't listened to that, go take a listen. But I did tell you that I would also be sharing the details of the monthly giveaway that I'm going to be doing. And I just got so excited about giving you guys all the other updates, I forgot to tell you guys about the giveaway. So before we jump in today, I'm going to do that here. What I have decided to do this year is to give away a free annual subscription to YNAB once a month. So every single month, what I will be doing is I will be picking a winner of the giveaway and each month, that month's winner will get an annual subscription to YNAB from yours truly. So in case you don't know, if you're a little bit new here, YNAB stands for You Need a Budget, Y-N-A-B. It is the online budgeting software that I have used for years, and it's pretty much the only budgeting software that I recommend. I have pretty much tried all of them, and hands down, I think YNAB is the best. You can pay monthly for YNAB, but they also have an annual subscription where you can just pay for the whole year all at one time, and you get an entire 365 days. So 12 of you this year will be getting an entire free year of YNAB. Now, how do you enter this giveaway, and how do you potentially win? Well, how you enter the giveaway is you leave a review of the podcast on iTunes. So here's how this is going to work. You go over to iTunes. Even if you don't listen to the podcast on iTunes, maybe you listen to it on Stitcher or Spotify, most of us have iTunes. You can go over to iTunes and you go to the show page. So just type in the Money Love Podcast in the search bar. It'll pull up. If you scroll down all the way towards the bottom past all of the individual episodes, what you'll see at the bottom is all of the reviews. And that is the place that you can leave your review. So to be entered, what you're going to do is you're going to leave a five-star review of the podcast, but you also have to write something. This is the important part. So you have to write a couple of sentences. You can just write about why you love the show. Maybe you can talk about your favorite episode, your biggest takeaways that you've gotten from the show. And when you leave a review, what it's going to ask of you is you have to enter your name. Now, I'm not saying that you have to put your full name. In fact, I don't really encourage that for your own privacy reasons. But what we can do so that I know that it's you that's left the review is when you're putting in your name, make it your Instagram handle. This way, if you are the winner of the giveaway, I know where to find you. And I can reach out to you on Instagram. I can send you a DM and you and I can connect so that I can make sure to get you your free year of YNAB. Now, I know that some of you are listening and you're like, wait, but I've already left a review. And I want you to know that if you've already left a review, no worries, you are already entered into the giveaway. So I'm going to go ahead and add everybody so far that I can see that has left a review of the podcast on iTunes and all of you are already entered. If you haven't left a review, go ahead and do that and also just know that If you've left a review, you will be constantly entered every single month until you win. So if you've left a review, you're always going to be in the pot of people to pull from. Unless you win, that's basically the only way that you get taken out is if you win. Otherwise, you're just going to stay in the pot. So if you've left a review, you're entered. If you haven't yet, go ahead and do that so that you're entered. And at the end of each month, I will be pulling the winner for that month. And I will be announcing the winner in the last episode of each month. So when we do the last episode in January, I will announce the January winner. And again, you and I can get connected so that I can get you your free year of YNAB. Okay, so that is the giveaway. Long story short, just go leave a review on iTunes. The last thing I wanna mention is about my new course coming out March 1st, Overcoming Overspending. I talked about it in the update episode last Thursday, but that is my new program. It's launching March 1st. It is going to be my signature program, and I mentioned this, but I will be getting rid of all of my old programs, meaning that you no longer will be able to purchase Budget Love, Money Harmony, Credit Card Clarity. Those are all going to be going away, meaning that I will not be accepting new students into those. So I encourage you, if you haven't already, join the wait list for Overcoming Overspending you can join the waitlist using the link that is in the show notes of this episode. Just scroll down. If you're on the episode, you'll see the link to join that. And that way, when Overcoming Overspending comes out, you guys are the first to know you can be a founding member, you can get the lowest price possible, and you can go ahead and jump in, start consuming the content, start getting the live coaching from me, and we can just get going on that journey together. So those are the housekeeping items. Now, let's hop into the topic of today, which is all about finding balance with your money. This is something that I've spent a lot of time thinking about because it's an area that for me personally, I am trying to do a lot of work in, not only finding balance with my finances, but also finding balance in a lot of different areas of life. Now, what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to break down balance in three different areas. We're kind of going to walk through the model, the CTFAR. You guys know that I like to do that, but I think it's important to talk about balance in these three main areas. Balance in the way that we think about money, balance in the way that we feel around money, and also balance in the actions that we take around money balance in the management of our finances. I think that all are important because they're all interconnected. Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings drive our actions. So if we're not having balanced thoughts about money, we're not going to have a very balanced emotional state around money, which also means that we're not going to be taking very balanced actions with our money. So here is where I want to start with this episode. I always like To explain to you guys how the brain works, it's actually really helpful for me personally to understand why we do the things that we do. And I think that one of the best ways to do that is to really understand our brain and how it's wired and how it's designed. So, the first thing when we're talking about being balanced with our finances that we have to understand is that our brains are not wired for balance. Our brains are not wired for balance. Our brains are wired for polarization. Our brains are wired for what is called all or nothing thinking. Our brains love all or nothing thinking. Our brains love to be on one side of the spectrum or another, to be in the black and white. It loves to think in extremes. It loves to take sides. Our brains love to think that there is only one right way to view something, one right way to do something. And that is all or nothing thinking. Now, the reason that our brains are wired for this is because, first of all, our brains are wired for survival. And part of survival means that we want to be part of a tribe and we want to be part of a group. And so when we choose a certain way to think, you become part of that group. And your brain really likes that. Because it feels safe and it feels certain and secure and stable. Your brain does not like cognitive dissonance. Cognitive dissonance is very uncomfortable to us mentally. And when we're in all or nothing thinking, when we're in this black and white thinking, there's not a lot of cognitive dissonance because we're only thinking in one certain way and we are closing off all other thought patterns and all other possibilities that could possibly be true. Remember how I told you guys that your brain's favorite thing is certainty, and its least favorite thing is uncertainty. So when you start to think in a certain way and you say, no, this is the only way, and this is what I believe to be absolutely true and nothing else can also be true in conjunction with this, that feels a lot better to us cognitively than being like, well... This thing over here could be true, but this thing also over here could also be true as well. That's more of considering all options, being more in that gray space, seeing the good and the bad in people, in objects, in situations. I really want you to think about how this all or nothing thinking has played out in the world that we currently live in. The most obvious example that I think all of us could point to, especially I would say in the last five years, is politics. There's no realm that I can think of that utilizes the all or nothing thinking more than the political climate that we currently live in. So you see this. People want you to pick a side. People want you to say, are you a Republican or are you a Democrat? Do you believe what I believe or do you believe what the other side believes? even if somebody comes out and they say, well, I see truth on both sides. I see truth over here. I see truth over here. I see good on both sides, but I also see bad on one side. In a lot of ways, that's totally unacceptable to a lot of people. Because again, we need the label. We need to know what side are you on? Are you in my tribe or are you not in my tribe? Are you on my team Or are you on the opposing team that I need to fight against and protect myself against? We see this all-or-nothing thinking just with cancel culture. Cancel culture is something that has become rampant among politicians, among celebrities, along online influencers. It's saying, hey, you did this one thing that I don't agree with. You said this one thing that I don't agree with. So therefore, you're gone and you're out. I always have to laugh sometimes, and uh, trust me, y'all, I'm not saying that I've ever been canceled, but I do see this sometimes. I tell you guys, I'm like, look, this community is like a buffet. You may not agree with everything that I say to you and with every principle that I teach you, but that's okay. In fact, that probably won't happen. There will probably be a lot of things that you do like and that does resonate with you, which is why you keep coming back. But there could be a couple of things that I say that you don't necessarily agree with. But what I think is so funny are the people who take the one thing that you do or that you say, and they're in that all or nothing thinking, and they use that as a reason to leave. I get messages like this sometimes on Instagram where people are like, oh, I was such a fan of you. I've been following you for years. But you said this one thing in this one podcast episode, or you made this one point in this one Instagram post that I don't believe in, so I'm unfollowing you and I'm out. And it's like, okay, well, that's your choice. But again, that's just an example of the all or nothing thinking. It's like the people that we choose to follow 100% of the time have to say everything that we totally agree with. We have to 100% align with them or we're out. We've seen this a ton with COVID. I mean, good Lord, there's been so much all or nothing thinking with COVID. It's like mass versus no mass, vaccine versus no vaccine, social distancing versus no social distancing. It's almost like people are not allowed to have opinions and people want to know, are you vaccinated? Are you not vaccinated? Are you this or are you that? Again, we're all just wanting to put each other into these camps Because that, cognitively, is what is comfortable for us. So what we have to do is we have to find a balance, you guys, which with money, it becomes difficult to do. Because even with money, there is so much all-or-nothing thinking. Now, there's a couple reasons for this. First of all, it's what I just said. Your brain is not wired for balance. Your brain is wired for polarization. That's how it wants to think about things, even money. So your brain wants to take money and it wants to say, is this thing, is this resource that I have available to me, is it good or is it bad? Is it easy or is it confusing? Is it fun or is it serious? And your brain wants you to pick a side on that. Now, it becomes challenging with money, I will say, because Most of us, the programming and the messaging that we have all received around money, especially growing up, definitely points towards the negative, I would say at least. For me, for my clients, for my students, the thought patterns we have, the beliefs that we have, the messaging that we receive around money from a very young age are laced in negativity. So most of us are raised to believe that money is this very scarce resource. It's this very Serious resource. It's this thing that needs to be taken very seriously and managed very appropriately and responsibly. And that is the only way to do it. And when you look out in the money space and you start consuming a lot of the messaging that we receive, you also see a lot more of this all or nothing thinking. I'll tell you that, in my opinion, one of the loudest voices in the money space that utilizes this all or nothing thinking. Is Dave Ramsey. I know I've mentioned Dave Ramsey a couple times on the podcast, and I'm not totally anti Dave Ramsey. I do think some of his foundational principles are okay. My problem with Dave Ramsey as a whole is the all or nothing thinking that he just continues to perpetuate. So for him, his all or nothing messaging is you're either in debt and your life is going to suck and you also suck and you're a terrible person for having debt or you don't have debt because you've worked to pay it off and then after that's gone you can start living your life and enjoying your life and being the person that you want to be because you don't have debt anymore and to me that polarizing message can be very problematic and frankly i just don't think that it's a very healthy Mental state to be in when it comes to thinking about your money. And I also don't think that it leads to a very balanced management of your finances. So that is just one example. And I don't want to spend this entire episode just dogging on Dave Ramsey the whole time, but it's just an example of how when you look out into the money space, there really just is not a lot of balance. The messaging that we receive is money is going to be hard and it's going to be confusing, and it's very serious, and you're going to struggle, and debt is the worst thing ever. And if you're in that place over there, well then sorry, but your life is just going to be this perpetual struggle that you're never going to be able to get out of. And I just don't think that any of that has to be true. I don't think we have to believe any of it. So that leads me into the three areas of balance that I want to walk you through. I do want to state that a lot of these tools we've already talked about in past episodes, but I do think it's helpful just to bring it all together so that if you are somebody who wants to work on having a healthier and a more balanced relationship with money, you can bring all of these tools together in one place to really work on and develop that balance within your life and within your finances. So of course, the first place that we're going to start that we always do is with your thoughts around money. And I really need you to give some thought to, are my thoughts around money, my belief patterns around money, balanced? Is there a healthy tug between the positive and the negative? Now, it's important for me to state that when I'm talking about balanced, this does not mean happy-go-lucky positive 100% of the time. You're going to have negative thoughts about money. Okay? You're going to. It's how our brains are wired. It's how many of us have been programmed over decades and decades to think about money. So it's not just gonna disappear overnight. So I think it's more important that we're all realistic and that I tell you, you're going to have negative thoughts about money. You're gonna have thoughts about money that probably make you worry, that probably make you feel a little anxious, and that's okay. But we wanna make sure of is that those thoughts are not dominating your mind and your thoughts and your belief patterns all of the time. We want to make sure that there is balance there, that there is equal weight between the negative and the positive. I've given you this exercise to do before. I want to say I've mentioned it twice now in the podcast, and the last time I mentioned it was a couple episodes ago. But I really do encourage you to go through the process of digging out your thought patterns and your beliefs around money. Remember, I told you to take out the three pieces of paper, past, present, future. Start brain dumping. Money was, money is, money will be. And once you have all of those thoughts out on a piece of paper, you can look at them holistically and you can say, okay, are my thoughts about money generally negative or are they predominantly positive? That will give you a good idea of are you in a balanced state of mind around money? Now I told you this in a past episode. When you do that, you will probably notice that most of your thoughts will be tilted towards the negative. And again, this isn't a reason to be in judgment of yourself or to beat yourself up. it's just how your brain is going to work. So here are some tools that we can use to balance out, our thought patterns about money. The first is a tool that I absolutely love, and it's called Equal Airtime. I utilize Equal Airtime all the time. I make my husband do it all of the time. I make my students and my clients do it all the time. But what Equal Airtime means essentially is that you give equal airtime between the positive and the negative thoughts that you are thinking about a certain situation. So with money, If you are going to spend five minutes thinking about how you're never going to get your student loans paid off and how you're going to be in debt for the rest of your life, how you're going to be buried with your student loans, well, then I need you to give equal airtime to the opposite side. I need you to spend the same amount of time, five minutes, thinking about the best case scenario when it comes to your student loans how you're going to pay them off, what it's going to be like, what it's going to feel like when you pay them off, what your life will look like living without student loans. Again, I'm not saying that you can't sit there and that you can't catastrophize if you want to do that. But if you're going to do that, you got to give the same amount of time to the best case scenario. And that is a tool called equal airtime. The second tool is intentional thought creation. I just did an episode on this a couple of weeks ago. It was episode 66. And in that episode, I walk you guys through how to intentionally create thoughts. So if you're looking at your pieces of paper and you're like, yep, this is mostly negative, then we need to start working on intentionally creating some more positive and productive thoughts around money. And that process of intentional thought creation will help you do that. So that's the second one. I'm really not going to say much more about it than that because there's an entire 40-minute episode on that entire process, episode 66. But the last tool that I want to give you, and this kind of corresponds with the equal airtime, but it's a little different. And this is the tool that I've really been working on recently, is a tool called Living in the And. Living in the and. So, most of us want to think in ors, right? One or the other. So, we want to think that people are good or bad, that you either have to be productive or you have to be resting, that you're either a good mom or you're a bad mom, that you're good with money or you're terrible with money. And again, this is just more of all or nothing thinking, being on one side of the spectrum or the other. When you're living in the and, You can see the truth in both sides. So when you're living in the and, it really helps you move out of this place where you're catastrophizing everything. So you know that life is both amazing and it's a mess. Life is both easy and it's hard. When you look at your life and when you also look at your finances through this lens of living in the and... You will actually create more space to be compassionate with yourself, to be compassionate with other people, and also just to be more curious and understanding of, again, both yourself and of other people. So here is how you might know if you are living in the or, this all or nothing thinking with money. If you're thinking of money management as, I either have to save or I have to spend. We see this a lot with the big question of, should I pay off my home early or should I invest? Right? People ask it like that. Should I pay off my home or should I invest? People don't even consider the fact that there could be an and option in between. When you say things like, I'm terrible with money, watch out for statements like that. When you are talking about yourself in the way that you manage money, That's an all or nothing blanket statement that makes it seem like it's all bad and there's no good when it comes to you and your ability to manage money. But I want you to start bringing yourself to this world of and. Money can be fun and it can be serious. Money can be easy and it can be confusing. Money can be used for good and it can be used for bad. Money can be limiting, but it also can be liberating. You can be an excellent saver, and you can be an excellent spender. You can pay off your house, and you can also be investing at the same time simultaneously. You can pay off your student loans, and you can travel. You can take a trip somewhere. You can enjoy life while you're paying off debt. None of us need to be living in these extremes the extremes are not balanced and when we're in this extreme place of thinking this all or nothing thinking then what happens to the next step in our model extreme all or nothing thinking that isn't balanced leads to emotional states that are extreme and not very balanced and that's the second part of this is after you've evaluated are my thoughts and beliefs about money balanced I need you to evaluate, is my emotional state around money balanced? I want you to start paying attention to the way that you feel about money. Is it predominantly negative or is it predominantly positive? Because if you do some self-evaluation here and you realize, you know what? Most of the time when I'm thinking about money, I'm pretty stressed. I'm pretty worried. I'm pretty scared. I'm pretty anxious then you're not in a very balanced emotional state around money. So if you're like, okay, well, how do I create a more balanced emotional state with money? We have to go back to all the tools that I just gave you in the first step. So many people think that money causes feelings, that circumstances cause feelings. The money never causes your feelings. It's the thoughts that you're having about the money that is causing your feelings. So, the first thing we have to do in order to create a more balanced emotional state that we have around our money is go back to those thought work tools that I just gave you and that we just talked about equal airtime, intentional thought creation, living in the and. When we can work to change the way that we think about money, a byproduct of that is that you will change the way that you feel about money. But the biggest tip that I want to give you here is please remember. The 50 50 emotional concept. 50% of the time, you're gonna feel these wonderful, awesome, feel good emotions around money. And 50% of the time, you're gonna feel the not so great emotions around money. And that's just life, you guys. I never want any of you to think that the goal is to get to a place with money where you just have this constant, never ending, happy, abundant relationship with money. Because again, I think that we all need to be realistic. I will tell you guys this morning, I had a freak out, the sky is falling moment with money. I did. We're doing some renovations on a house. I put a big purchase on one of our credit cards because I wanted to get the points from it. I forgot that I have automatic payments on my credit card set up. So the automatic payment kicked through and it kicked through to pay off the entirety of this portion (laughs) of our home renovation, which I didn't have in our checking account. So even this morning, I was having like a, oh my God, the sky is falling. We're all going to die type of moment with our money. And I had to take a step back and I had to just be like, you know what? It's all okay. This is all just a part of the 50-50 experience. There's going to be times where money feels light and great and so fun. There's probably also going to be times where I feel scared and where I feel anxious, and this is one of those moments, and that's okay. Remember that the goal is not to be happy all of the time. The goal is to be human, and we have to bring a level of humanness, you guys, to our finances, and part of that humanness is knowing that that 50-50 emotional state will always be there. But what I don't want for you is I don't want you to be in this 100-0, or 90-10, or 80-20, where most of the time you are in a negative emotional state. Do the work, the thought work, through the tools that I just gave you to create more balanced thoughts around money so that you can create that balanced 50-50 emotional state around money. Now, once we do those two things, the next and the last phase of this is to move into balanced actions around our money, managing our money in a balanced way. Now, there are so many ways that we can do this and that this would really manifest itself out. But I want you to know this. If you are thinking about your money in a healthy and balanced way, you will manage your money in a healthy and balanced way. So here's just a couple examples of What this looks like and how you can really evaluate this. Are you saving and spending? Are you doing both? And do they both feel good and aligned to you? Are you in this state of getting out of debt and it's your sole focus and you're throwing every single cent at your debt and you're not investing along the way? It's kind of like this short term focus versus long term focus. Again, that's why I'm not in agreement with the Dave Ramsey method. I don't think it's balanced. I don't think that you need to be so, as he calls it, gazelle intense on your debt that you're not investing and that your long-term financial success is being sacrificed for the expense of your short-term financial success, of getting the debt paid off. The best advice that I can give you to manage your money in a way that is balanced is to follow the principles that I'm always giving you guys of being a good spender. I know I keep coming back to these principles, but they are so tried and true. And it's why I keep telling them to you guys, because they just check so many boxes. If you are following the principles of being a good spender, if you are planning your spending ahead of time, if you are aligning your spending to your values, your money loves, And if you have a priority for your money, your finances will be balanced. And I would think that out of all of those, probably having a priority for your money is the most important. And remember, this simply means that your money goes to certain places before others. It covers your needs, then your minimum debt obligations, then you fund your financial goal of paying yourself first. You fund your sinking funds, which is proactively saving for expenses that you know are coming down the road. And then you get to spend money in the way that is fun and aligned to you with your wants. If you are doing that, you are checking all of the boxes. You are making sure that your needs are met. You are making sure that you're keeping up with your obligations. You are taking care of your future self and paying yourself first and by proactively saving for the future. And bonus, you get to have fun. With your money. That is what it should all be about, you guys. Money should not constantly just be this doom and gloom. You should not feel this huge resistance every time that you go to swipe your credit card or that you go to spend money. But conversely to that, you also shouldn't be ending a month in the red or not being able to take care of your longer term goals. Because you were more focused on short term pleasure than long term what was best for you. There is a middle ground in all of this. It is all about balance. It is all about living in the end. So I wanna say this to you one more time money can be fun and it can be serious, it can be easy and it can be confusing. Money can be used for good and it can be used for bad, it can be limiting and it can be liberating. You can be a great saver and and you can be an excellent spender. You can pay off your house and you can invest at the same time. You can be working to pay off your student loans and you can be having fun at the same time. We do not have to pigeonhole ourselves on the ends of these spectrums. I want you to come out of the black and the white And I want you to find the gray space within your finances, whatever it looks like for you. I think that sometimes people think the goal is to get to the end of life and to just have this pile of money that they're sitting on. Y'all, that is not the goal. The goal is not to be on your deathbed and to be able to say, oh, I have this huge pile of money that I worked to earn and save up for my whole life, but I never had any fun with it and I never got to enjoy my life. That's not the point. But the point also isn't to get to the end of your life feeling like you spent your entire life financially struggling. There is a happy middle ground between the two. But I think what a lot of people want to teach you with your money is save, 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 invest. Don't be irresponsible with your money. Don't blow your money. Don't do anything that's going to harm you. Don't do anything that you're going to regret. And that, again, sends us into this thinking that's very polarizing and very scary. And we don't make very balanced choices from that place. For me, personally, I want to get to the end of my life and I want to have made a lot of money, but I also want to have enjoyed that money. But I also want to be able to say I was a really good steward of my money, and I managed it very responsibly, and I had so much fun spending it and giving it away and using it as a tool to create the life that I wanted. I think when we're really talking about money, we're really talking about this balance between. Creating the security and creating the options that having money gives to us, but also creating the fun and the fulfillment that getting to spend it creates for us. Getting to live out the life that we want to live, whether it's getting to spend your time the way that you want, getting to have the objects that you want to have in your possession being able to give it away to the people and the causes that you wanna give it to, there is balance between both of those. So just remember, we create a balanced relationship with money first and foremost with our relationship with money. And your relationship with money starts with the thoughts and the beliefs that you think about money. You wanna have a balanced relationship with money, you have to think about money in a balanced way. Because when you think about it in a balanced way, you're going to live your life in an emotional state around money that's balanced. That's the 50-50. And when you're in that 50-50 emotional state, you will manage your money in a way that checks all of the boxes. It will make sure that those options and that security is created for you by meeting your needs and meeting your obligations and saving for future things that you know are coming down the road. But it's also going to give you the balance of just being able to have fun and be carefree and give you the opportunity of self-expression through your finances. And that is what I want for each of you. I want us to be in the balanced place. I want us to be living in the and. No more catastrophizing with our money. No more living in the or. No more being in these black or white places. We don't have to live there. I'm giving us all permission to come out to meet in the middle and create that gray space for all of us. It's work that I'm doing with my finances and with other areas of my life. And I invite you to join me there. I promise you that the balance, the and is so much better than the or. So that is what I have for you guys this week. Hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to leave a review so that you'll be entered for a free year of Wineab. Remember when you're leaving that review, Make your name your Instagram handle so that I can find you easily. Join the waitlist for overcoming overspending. It will be out in about 45 days, March 1st. I really hope that you'll be in there as a founding member with me. You guys have such a fantastic week. I love you all dearly. I'll see you next Tuesday. Bye. Hey, girl. If you enjoyed this episode, I wanna invite you to join me in overcoming overspending. It's my signature program where I take you through my three-phase approach to stop impulse shopping and overspending so that you can finally start making substantial progress with your finances. Through the self-paced online program, student community group, and live weekly coaching with me, you will receive all the encouragement you need to finally achieve lasting change with your money habits that have been sabotaging you for so long. You'll have money back in your pocket, you will leave behind the stress and the worry that you currently experience with money, and your spending will be controlled purposeful and actually feel good and be fun. The best part is it's 100% risk-free. You have a lifetime to implement my proven process. And after doing that, if you don't make your investment back, I will give you a full refund. Your results are guaranteed or the program is on me. Just head over to overcomingoverspending.com to get started. I can't wait to have you as a student within the program.